it's good to find dolls. So, this brought me out of retirement, baby. I am having the hardest time um, adjusting to this time change, y'all. I'm not even going to play you. And then in between going to my niece's sports events and staying out late, I am struggling. Okay? <clears throat> but, um... <clears throat> I, I a lot of you I, I want to encourage you among other things. So yeah, I I do talk a little bit of smack here and there and I do have some musing, but I'm gonna try to figure out ways to kind of get you the information of what I'm learning. A lot of you know I'm studying for my state exam in the insurance aspect, and um I learned some really cool things. Um I and I'm not sure what I'm gonna title this, but I know that I'm going to... Is it even done playing yet? Yeah, it's three minutes. I'm going to go ahead and play this. Um, this this soundbite that I, I heard um, from one of the content creators. And one of the, the things I was saying, and I kind of mentioned it in a previous podcast, was um, becoming the irrevocable um, beneficiary, which is very important, especially for wives. Um one of the things I really, really love about my mentor is at this point, she has seen so many scenarios, you know, with spouses, um, with women, with wives. And so um, I think that one of the best things you can probably do is have a little small notebook or or something on your phone where you can just write down little notes of things you want for your insurance policy. I mean, there are many, I've mentioned this before, there are hundreds of companies um, and like one company can have 88 benefits, right? Um, but the ones that we're, we're probably specializing in are whole, whole life, like being able to do infinite banking and also the million dollar baby policy. But in that, it's so important that your person knows how to like really look out for you. And one of the things I really love about her is she has that mindset. And I think that not only learning from her, but because of the way my mind looks, it's like, I'm going to make sure that you have a solid contract, you know, and um, it's not that other people don't care. Some people just don't know. I think it comes with experience. I think it comes with, you know, um, the mindset of your your person that's training you and stuff like that. So one of the things I learned um, was, yeah, like I said, the irrevocable um, beneficiary. So a lot of people are familiar with the primary um, uh, beneficiary contingent beneficiary um and i thought it was so cool now this means y'all and and this is why the more and more i think about it i have so much to live for um this is just a little bit personal but that i don't ever see myself getting into another relationship just because when you hear this story and you hear how you know treacherous these people are it's like I don't I don't need to fight with you over these type of things. At this point it's the audacity. But it gets to a point where you if you're going to be someone's companion, if you're going to be someone's um baby's child, baby's mother, 
if you are going to be married to someone, it's important for you to have a will, okay? And when you have the will, one of the things you want to look for is to make sure that you have you are the irrevocable primary, okay? Because what will happen and you'll hear in this in this case, in this story, in this scenario is that he will use you up, you will have his children, you know, and spiteful for no freaking reason, y'all. Spiteful for no reason. And they will write you out of the will. Um, I know there's another one of my favorite content creators. I've mentioned her in the past before. She deals with like uh, socioeconomic stuff. So if you know, you know. But I think I'm like, I'm, right now I'm not mentioning content creators because I'm keeping them out of my mess. I guess it's like some type of social media policy or whatever. So, but I remember she was, um, and, and she knows that like in, in real life, like IRL, um, that this this guy was like, still at the time from what I remember because she does story times and the guy was like he knew the whole time that he wasn't going to put her on the will and she had actually um not on the will on the insurance policy for her job and he kept telling her she kept asking and he he kept telling her like yeah yeah, yeah I put you on there as a primary da 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 come to find out after the time had lapsed he had not put her on there and he was also hiding estates in other names. I also there's a there's a woman that I follow on um YouTube. Oh no no, I don't follow her, but I remember she's kind of like um she's a lawyer and one of the the women same scenario. I'm going to go ahead and play cuz I am chit-chatting. I I am pissed. I am pissed. Listening about this, but one of the stories I remember, um, the woman was a lawyer. Long story short, it was the same thing, it was an older woman. And um I think her husband had either passed away. Oh no, no, they they were they had gotten a divorce because um she was kind of trying to figure out how she was gonna take care of herself. And she thought that they had like the whole time they were living a middle life, just regular podunk, you know type of lifestyle come to find out this motherfucker okay had millions of dollars on um he had sold a previous house or he told her that he sold the previous house but he actually kept the house because the house was on a, on um had oil and they he was getting paid out like millions of dollars so when come to find out she went from what would have been a regular you know just life to becoming a multi-millionaire and it's like you just you want (laughs) to listen let me go ahead and play the scene when I tell you I'm so pissed but what I wanted to say too is you know one of the conversations that I think we're going to be kind of staying at least for those of you who are with me I think we have keywords is um, like conversation or communication. And let me tell you, you have to look at the way that you communicate. I think that it really does show your self-esteem and how much you're willing to defend for yourself. Because I imagine you're going to have to have a conversation where you're going to, cause, cause some feelings are finna get hurt y'all. And you have to be able to just kind of hold the L earlier on sooner than later, but always protect yourself, right? Because 
what what I can imagine happening, especially if you're kind of like me, because I'm not. Let's not even let's not even pretend, right? What I'm asking some of you to do is, if you're going to be in a relationship and you're looking to get married and you're looking to be on the insurance policy, is say, "F it, right, babe." Let me look at the policy, and you don't even have to ask them. I think that you have to go with your notes to your appointment and and find out, you know, from the person if it's an irrevocable trust. Don't necessarily go by what that person is telling you. Not irrevocable, irrevocable primary, because like what I said, and and um, my the one my mentor was, we were doing the um, study exam, you know, together and preparing for how, you know, what's the mindset? What's the scenario? How do you protect your client? Yes, we have to pass the the state exam, but why is this on here? Why is this an option? What has happened before? And it's like, they will legit put the, the policy in place. And then when things go bad, they will go back in and change it. And one of the things I loved about the irrevocable primary is that um the the uh, um irrevocable beneficiary sorry is that it can that that insurance cannot be revoked without your signature okay so this is especially important if you're going to be like that starter wife you know which is so funny because she's when i tell you <clears throat> she's not on social media in these streets like this um, so she's not, and, and she's a little bit more mature, so it's not, she's not really, she knows what she sees in the industry, but it's not, she's not having the conversations I think that a lot of us are, but, um, if you're going to be a starter wife, you're going to be the first wife, you know, um, and you want to make sure that you protect yourself because if, if they go on and start another family, how are you protected? Let me go ahead and play this story, y'all. When I tell you I'm pissed, I am pissed. And I think that um, it's going to, if I'm being 100 honest, just because of how slow I'm moving with things, it's going to take me time. But it's little things like this I keep in my notes to make sure, okay, are you, where are you in your relationship? Who is, you know, is he writing your policy? Like, girl, let me make sure you're an irrevocable prime, uh, beneficiary on this thing because I don't know what he's capable of, but... Let's make sure that if he goes in and gets married somewhere else, you will still continue to be protected. And let me let me play this. This is just freaking I, I'm pissed. And then I um I'll probably read the comments too. Okay, yeah, there's not a lot of comments. Let's get into it, y'all. Mm-mm. This case, I knew I had to speak about it the minute the ruling was made. Girl. Last month, an 83-year-old widow won the right to a share of her husband's one million plus estate. 83 years old, y'all. Okay, this is an 83-year-old woman. This this has... Oh, I'm so... When I tell you I'm livid, and it's funny because I am kind of like woke up and I'm a little bit zen, but when I tell you the fury I have within me... Oh my god. Check this out. This woman who was married to her husband for 66 years found out after he died that he had written her out of the will and she was getting zilch. She bore six children for this man, two sons. And see, and this is the thing, like I promise you, when I tell you I'm so zen, I had 
a nap. That's why I was telling you, like, the time change is affecting me. So I am low-key, like, I'm still bundled up. I'm so warm and type of thing. And so I'm, I'm just sitting here and listening to it again makes me even more pissed. She had, I thought she had, oh, shit. Okay, so um, listening to it again, I'm picking up on more details. Is She had six kids for this guy. But later on, you're going to hear... Um, why I thought, I mean, I knew she had kids for him, but I'm guessing out of the, the six kids, only two of them were boys. Yo, when I tell you, oh, and four daughters, and he decided he was going to leave everything to his two sons. Okay, this, that, that, what she just said is important. I'll go back 10 seconds. Let me keep playing it. He's getting zilch. She bore six children for this man, two sons and four daughters. Wow. And he decided he was going to leave everything to his two sons his reason he wanted to leave the estate solely down the male line what would you do if you were married to a man for 66 years and then he passes away and it's only until he passes away that you realize this man has left you with nothing yo when i tell you oh my word you can hear how upset and pissed the fuck off i am about it I don't give a F about the profanity. Can you imagine it's the audacity? Like, I would have to come for you after the afterlife, yo. That's the, I'm sorry, that's the scorpionic side of me. I know some people don't, mm-mm. That when I tell you there's a whole entire special place in hell with for him, married 66 years, probably, and, and this is why those age gaps are so in, important to me. I think that a lot of women don't realize this guy is, is on and an deceased, right? Deceaseth. Wow. So even here it says, Carnell Singh. So it was an Indian guy. Left everything to his two sons and nothing to widow. Harbin's Quar, his wife of 66, or his four daughters. So he excluded them too. Son of a Oh, oh, and then I really feel like I, oh, let me <laughs> keep playing this because I want to talk about the sons too. Her husband had what? built an estate that was worth roughly 1.9 million pounds. Oh. The court ruled that she should be entitled to half of his estate. Without this ruling, this 83 year old widow would have had to live her golden years on state benefits of around 12,000 pounds a year. Y'all, and, and I cannot help it. I really want to come back and roast the sons. But for all these people who are like, oh, I'm not a feminist. I don't believe in the, this. Is a, this is exactly where you're going to end up. Because it's like, he, I, I, so Carnal Singh. So that should kind of tell you something about his religion, his school of thought, his perspectives on women. Right? 66 years so this is definitely spanning back to the time when women weren't allowed to have checking accounts banking accounts weren't allowed to own real estate okay so if we didn't have a court in place and we didn't have women's rights in place this woman would have been zip zero out of zilch zero nada and y'all prancing all around here trying Talking about, I'm not a feminist. I don't believe in that. It's so, like, I'm not... No. No. This is exactly... I'm not going to break my fingernail on this one, but I'm, like, one little manicured finger down on my laptop. Like, this is exactly why we need these protections.
Oh, let me go back 10 seconds. I'm pissed. Without this ruling, this 83-year-old widow would have had to live her golden years on state benefits of around £12,000 a year. I think it's the most bizarre situation. Oh, her lawyers man. obviously argued that there was no reason why there should have been no financial provision Jesus, for her. Man. It seems like it was done intentionally. Like, it was done out yeah, of spite. Hell yeah, it was deliberate. Some additional tea. Her sons were also in on it. Can you imagine? Her two sons were willing to walk away with all the money that they had inherited. Wait, wait, so, wait. Uh, let me so see. much for having golden children. Let me, let me just check something, too, because it says... Um, it says, my client's age, ill health, and acute financial needs were the driving force behind the case. And is with great honor something about able to overturn the the decision. Y'all, and this is why it's so important, too, because um, one of the things I've been learning is, you know, I, I really love and one day I'll, I'll continue to share my story of how I'm in the insurance industry sector and I will connect with whoever I need to connect with but it really does break my heart I think this second time go around because a lot of you know I had my insurance before and I right before the pandemic hit I had gotten licensed so I was fairly new to it um but also I think that it's it's almost like learning to become a lawyer a little bit of it is contract law but long story short I'll never forget like a lot of I've mentioned like one of my fitness instructors one of my favorite I noticed she's just down a little bit lately but this was towards the like maybe about a month ago and so I'm like hey how you doing and stuff he's like good it's like after this I have to go check a place for my mother-in-law we need to find a place for her to stay. We are looking for the in-home care. Mind you, I'm still in the process of learning my my for my renewing my my exam and stuff like that. And um she's like, "Yeah, it's $5,000 a month, y'all." If she's an instructor, she she's um a little bit up in age too. She is married. How are you going to come up with $5,000 a month, y'all? Now, granted it is it is a nice place. Um, she stays in a nice place too, but you're talking about maintaining a lifestyle plus having someone to maintain around the clock care, um, you know, and, and the things that come with it. And, um, and it was wild because this other lady that she has like, a, she has a, um, she's pretty wealthy too, but she, her wealth is a little like distributed a little bit differently, but she um she has like a a mansion type of like not mansion a condo overlooking like really close to the beach and stuff like that and she's like it was she's a little bit rude but she was just like oh that's nothing that's nothing usually it costs ten thousand dollars a month for the care and I was like okay first of all where are you shopping and where are you get where are you getting your stuff and she's like oh it's because you know if you really want quality care so we and so I've even um when I was looking over the stuff. The like one of the scenarios is like if you get a certain amount of a policy, you can have up to twenty thousand dollars in um long. They have long term care, in home care, and they also have really interesting stuff too. Like uh, I think it's called respite. I have to go back and check my notes, but respite is for relief for the person who's a caregiver, so that you're not always have you know that you can have somebody come in and help you take care of the person. But y'all, it, 
what broke my heart is as soon as they were talking about being able to have, you know, 20,000 in, in care a month, a month, 20,000 a month. Okay. In long-term care. I don't remember like, you know, how much for interim care and, and whatever. I think there was another, there's like three categories. And I said, Oh, I have a, a, a you know, an acquaintance that I know that she has, they're looking for a place right now for the mother-in-law and it's 5,000 a month. And she's like, yeah, she's like, it's that. She said, once you get to the point where you need it, it's too late. You know? And when you look at how minimal the, the premiums are, in the grander scheme of you guys, we have to be better with planning, you know, practice a little bit of delayed gratification, just a little bit of delayed gratification, you know, for the longer scheme of things. Because can you imagine she's used to a certain lifestyle, the toll of having um, children, six children, right? And living and can you imagine? So he She's probably taking care of him in his old age too. Because this reminds me of that story. Um, One of my other favorite content creators. I like her. I, I went ahead and resubscribed. I used to follow her way back in the years, y'all. And it's so funny how we change. And I think part of it too is because I think I've changed. No, I know I've changed my YouTube account and old emails. So I don't remember all. But I remember at one point I was following her back in the years. But... She was talking about this story of, of this, uh, I think was it Lynette um, Lampkins or something like that, or Annette Ampkins. She's um, older. Um, she was the woman that was like 76, but she looks like she's 40. She's in pristine. She was in pristine health at the time. Of course, fast forward maybe another couple, 10 years or so. And now the husband hasn't been taking care of his health. And now she's having to take care of him. He used to be a business owner. They have a GoFundMe, you know, and you can see the toll. I think that one of the things people don't really, uh, they underestimate. And I think, you know, I'm I'm so careful with it too. I'm not, I really don't want to come across judging because I got to see it firsthand with my parents, you know, when they were taking care of my granddad, who a lot of you know, I love dearly, right? And you know, doing the family thing and my mom wanting to take care of, of her and everything. But physically, it's 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 something that if you're not even in the medical field and even if you are, it, you need it's it, it's a little bit more. It's not that you don't love the person. It's not that you don't care about your family members. But to be practical, you do need to make plans for, you know, um, long term care, in home care. Um, I'm gonna, um, I, it's funny cause I know there's three categories. I think it was, um, in-home care, long-term care and international care. Cause I know I'm visual. So I'm review like I, the way I do my notes too. Yeah. It was international care, uh, care is the, is the other one too, but <clears throat> you need to be able to, to plan for those type of things. And even when you look at it from the stance of him being a business owner, he should have had a policy. They also have stuff too where it's called a um, mortgage, mortgage, 
redemption or something like that. I know it starts with an R. Don't worry. I'm going to, you know, figure out a way to make them a little bit more concise so you can take notes. But if anything happens to you, your mortgage will be paid off in full, right? So all of those things. And then that would have been even cool too, because if they needed to, they could have taken out a HELOC, you know, to, to or, or do a reverse mortgage and, and finance themselves. But Y'all, this is, let me finish playing it. When I tell you I'm so livid, I'm one minute, 35 seconds in. Um, one of the things I'm remembering too, because I'm looking at, at several things, the age gap. I think that a lot of women don't really pay attention to the age gap. If you're taking care of someone, I think even after the age of 35 for men, their their health quality deteriorates way quicker than a woman after 35, if I'm going to be quite frank, I think that men tend to like kind of just live it up. And then once they hit that wall type of a thing, you know, it just, the proverbial wall. But I feel like they, you know, they do hit it around the 35. That's around the time they start to get that erectile dysfunction. The male pattern baldness starts to kick in. And then because they don't take care of their health, it compounds way quicker. And one of the things, it's so interesting to me because a lot of you know, like my Virgo rising is about health and wealth. And you'd be surprised how much the two have similar themes. And one of the similar themes between health and wealth is the compound effect on your body. So we talk about, you know, the eighth wonder of the world compounding, you know, if if I like, for example, one of the, um, the Google ads, I mean, you buy the, the, the unit and then you let it compound for like 24 months and you're looking at 1 million, anywhere between one to $5 million from just one unit, but you let it sit and you let it compound, you know, on a regular until it just builds up. And so what happens is it magnifies, it amplifies, right? So same thing with your health. And a lot of you know that I, I, um, my parents had ended up buying the Kangen water machine, which is about alkalinity. And you start to study, or at least I did, because I was research everything, the impact of one soda on your body, right? One soda on your body. One of the, the guys in our upline, he took a nail and he still has them from when he started in the selling Kangen water. Um... He's kind of like my dad. It's so funny because my dad, now he he walks around with those water alkaline tests. And it's so funny. I will never forget this about my dad. He, But my dad went to school for like to be a physicist, uh, like in physics. And so it is his greatest fascination. He'll go test the water everywhere to see if it's alkaline and that type of thing. And so um, this guy, he had, he got a nail and he put it in alkaline water. He put a nail in um, soda. He put a nail in um, like the different types of soda. And he also put it in like, uh, I think I said Gatorade and also an energy drink. And you can imagine the, 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 one of the, the drinks that he put the nails in, I think it was Coca-Cola. It completely dissolved, okay? The other ones were so rusted, the water was cloudy, and he walks around with it, you know, 
And so when he talks about what that does to your body compound, and I say this because one of the things and I've I've kind of mentioned this before for women, our saving grace really truly is our beauty. I don't think that like the space I'm in right now, I love looking attractive and it's not even to get a like I think it was a bonus like I always was that girl that used to be like oh I can't wait until my boyfriend sees me in this dress or like when we go out I'm gonna put these heels on I'm gonna show him what to do like listen I love dressing up to go out with my man I did back in the day uh like I started off at the podcast uh, those days are done okay done And it's because of stories like this. It's because of stories like this. So, but one of the saving graces, I think, of, of, um, you know, a woman's beauty, do not underestimate this. You drinking your olive oil to lose the cortisol or to make sure your abs are are flat and making sure that, you know, you don't have cellulite and the, the different teas we take and the different detoxes we do. All of those things help to eliminate impurities from our body. All of those things, you know, like working out, going in the sauna, going in the steam room to steam our hair and our skin and, you know, taking chlorophyll so we smell good. All of those things contribute to our longevity, right? And um, I do think that for men, it's just kind of like they live really wild and hard and then these things start to complicate and they start to compound after the age of 35. And I think that they deteriorate way, way, way faster. So if you're talking about an age gap, you know, um, that's the reason I was saying, like, I feel like once you start going over five years in age difference, if you guys don't have a compatible um, lifestyle, you're going to be taking care of that man, you know? And part of the reason I wanted to share is that you think, you know, you're strong and you're young now, but it's a whole different story when you're talking about lifting someone up, cleaning them on a regular basis, plus, and no rest, no relief. It's, it's a whole different type of story. It takes an um, emotional toll on you too, you know, type of a thing. So let me finish playing this, y'all. I'm at the 30 minute mark. I just, you can hear I'm really passionate about this, but if if you get nothing else out of this, then, you know, protect yourself. I feel like, let, let me go ahead and, and flush this out because what I was going to say is we've been learning about communication. If you cannot have a conversation with your, whatever is supposed to be your significant other about being the irrevocable beneficiary... And and what kind of does I um get me is that I don't think I would have had the ovaries, okay? I would not have had the ovaries to have this conversation with my either one of my exes. And and that's really sad, right? But somehow some way you have to figure out how to make sure that that you're protected, especially if you're going to be that starter wife type of a thing, starter family. And the thing is that this this woman is going to have to share this with her four kids because they revoked the um, decision in favor of the mom. I'm not sure what happened for the four other daughters. But when I tell you, like when it comes to those two sons, oh, my gosh, I don't care. I'm karmic. Some people will be like, oh, turn the other cheek. Forgive. Fuck that. Let me finish playing this. Mm-hmm. 
as a woman, as a parent, you can't rely on your children. You yeah. can't rely on them to look after you. And you can't rely on them for them to not let you be done, Dad. And you know what? This is so interesting, too, because, like I said, um, this morning, because I'm still kind of waking, like, um, waking up because of the time difference or whatever... And running about my day, I don't get to watch as much content in the morning. Sometimes while I'm drinking my alkaline water, I will get a good hour in of of content before I go about my day. So I know here it is. Yep, here it is right here on the top on the right hand side. My um favorite content creator that talks about like socioeconomic aspect of things, of these relationships, right? Family dynamics. It, it's another, it's a young man. He says he doesn't want to take care of his mama, y'all. He don't want to take care of his mama, right? And if you have children at, at a minimum, what I, one of the things I love too, because there's other stuff that I want to make sure I pass that the knowledge on to you too, is um, I think that I'm allowing myself to experience things through a different lens. And a lot of us, when we think of insurance, we think when I'm dead, like, you know, we know about um, uh, funeral expenses or to leave something behind for the policy for the children. But one of the things about the IUL or cash policy or infinite banking is you can you can have the money for yourself. So that's especially important, and especially if you have something called living benefits. If you have living benefits, so like for myself right now, but I'll update it in August, I I not only have a million dollar policy, but I have for cancer, stroke, and y'all, it's numbers of three. It's it's threes. Live uh for for heart for heart attack. Yeah, that is it is heart attack, stroke, and cancer. So if I need any medical care, that is covered. And when I tell you, I'm paying like I I don't know. I I have to kind of um learn how much we can say and and cost and stuff like that, but how much we can say, because um, it's not financial advice. This is Musings of a Divine Feminine. It's just my thought process. I'm not, I don't know your scenario. You know, it's for entertainment purposes, all of that. When you sit down with your agent, you know, you can ask them those questions and, and you can kind of write down notes of what you want to ask them. But when you have things like living benefits, right? Um, and when you have things like for long-term care, um, in-home care, um, what's the other one? Uh, international care. You can take care of yourself because I think that, um, and, and it's so cool too, because like they even have it set up to where if you wanted to, let's say you can't always pay the premium. It's not the most ideal. It will take off from the cash policy. So if you were to get something like a $1 million policy, if if it's a smaller amount, then it might kind of just eat itself out, but it will pull the premium payments from the policy. And worst case scenario, you'll have leave behind 200 and like 200 to 50 in the um, still for your beneficiary, which when I was looking at the stats, we start to look at graphs and look at st- um, data and statistics and stuff. The average person retires with two hundred and fifty thousand in their um in their account, and that's if you have one child. If you're going two, three, four, then now you're looking at fifty thousand a piece or something like that. Which, knowing what I know now, you buy yourself like twenty thousand dollars worth of Google ads, and you're set for life. Okay, in a couple of years, you have like five million dollars worth of you know to work with. 
from Google ads. So I feel like, um, yeah, when she says you cannot depend on your significant other, your companion, I think like even one of the things I was thinking about now, like if you have to get yourself a little job, right? Even if it's a part-time job to make sure you pay your premium for your insurance to make sure you have your living benefits to take care of yourself and to take care of your mortgage, you know, and all. And then, and then I love it because now I can start to piece together little things that are going to make sure that you're protected, right? Um, But when she says you can't depend on your children to take care of you, and I think especially your boys, you know, um, like my, my grand aunt, she was an only, she was, uh, she didn't have any children, but my dad, which is her nephew, he grew up kind of like her son. And thank God, you know, not only did he set that example, but even like, if I keep it 100 with you, I have three younger siblings. I have three, um, younger boy, like boy brothers, whatever. And, um, I already know, y'all. I already know that the primary care is going to be my responsibility because I'm the the girl, right? So I know that um, I'm working on some exciting stuff. I'll share with you a little bit later um, because it, it gets real, real, right? Making sure I have a roof over my mom's head and also that I can... So learning about this stuff, right? My parents can afford the policy, so it's like, dad, make sure you have this and this and this for mom so I can have a little bit of time to go, you know, take care of things and kind of still live my life, right? Still look out for their care, but I cannot physically take care of two people physically, mentally, you know. One of the things even too went with, um, that was so nice to watch my family dynamics was, in spite of everything, you know, um, my mom having to take care of my granddad, my dad was working full time at the at the time. So all of that was was on her. And it was nice that they at least had each other because I know at some point the emotional toll of it, too, when you're watching your loved one kind of go through things, uh, you you need and so I don't have that support system in place. So I have to make sure that even now, even now myself, that I make sure that I have things in place for my parents to be able to have up at twenty thousand a month, y'all, for in in home care for both of them. I I look forward to making sure they have the best of the best, right? And you will still have money left over, still be able to have you know the housekeeper come in and. Even if they have somebody like a special person to cook their their meals that are healthy, because my parents are very health conscientious, right? Be able to have transportation. Like when I talk about my grandma, she had um, it was really nice because she was able to. She had in home care, and she had um, she would go. She would get her nails done, her hair done. Um, and she would be able to go like a couple times to the, like a senior center and they would play their games and chit chat and gossip. And she liked to be the, the, like she, she was shy, but she's kind of like my, my dad, like likes to laugh a lot about stuff and very friendly. And a lot of people really loved her, you know, type of a thing. So, ah, just y'all, 
I'm so livid. You have no idea. Let me finish playing this freaking video, man. Oh, my God. I don't think you guys have ever heard me this angry. And it's funny because I know that I'm probably not even coming across, across angry because I'm still, like, a little bit sleepy. But, um... I'm going to start drinking my tea in a little bit here, too. Let me let me finish the rest of this one minute of this video, y'all. I'm pissed. As a woman, as a parent, you can't rely on your children. You can't rely on them to look after you. And you can't rely on them for them to not let you be done dirty. Mm. They were going to walk away with everything. Mm. And she needed to go to the courts to mm. get what was rightly hers. Because her children were not going to give it to her. Can you believe it? Girl. This case is monumental because it shows that the courts want to be fair. So mm. in a case where a woman decides to give up her entire life, think about it. She was married to him for 66 years. She okay, was let 17 me, years old. Let me, let me, because um, she is, um, she's like, she, it's a TikTok and she's in front of the article. So I only get to see little bits and pieces. But I, again, this is for my, you know, anti-feminist. The little parts that I can read, it says, Ms. Bahati says she believed the case would set a precedent that would, and I think it says like help or be of help um, to the most vulnerable individuals. Okay. When she got married, the courts will still try to find a solution that is appropriate and fair. This is why I say women have to be clever. Don't put yourself in situations without thinking about yourself in the future. You need. I'm going to play this again, y'all. I think that, um, like I said, if I keep it 100 with you, I don't think I would have had the. Because I know my personality I and because of the way that my dating style was back then, I trusted my exes to take the, the lead and to be the man type of a thing. Um, and so I wouldn't have asked him. I think that if we had gotten a policy together, I wouldn't have been like, babe, am I the irrevocable primary or beneficiary on the thing? And, you know, type of a thing. And if they're spiteful or whatever, they would have just written me out and moved on to the next person, right? Or just go from girlfriend to girlfriend, changing the policy. Every time it's a different girlfriend, it's, it, they just change that pri that um, beneficiary, whatever, if, if that's their hustle, right? So, um, this, this is so important. Oh, oh, this reminds me of another scenario that I heard. And that, that um, this is at the time that I was just re-entering in the insurance sector. And I think it was the same person who handles the socioeconomic. I, you guys know I've mentioned her before. I love the way that she thinks she's also into trading and to stocks. Oh, I love her so much. But she um illustrated another story of a young woman that um she was asking the 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 significant other um or her companion, how come I'm not on the insurance policy? And when I tell you these people will tell you to your face, and that has to hurt. I think it hurts. I think that um <clears throat> Even, even like, you you know, like even my last relationships, it really wounded me to my core because people show you their whole entire ass, especially when you think that you quote unquote love them. And you can see her going through that. Um, I wouldn't say cognitive dissonance is the word, but you can just see her like world start to crumble because 
she's asking him, why, how come I'm not on the policy? I've been with you. I've been doing 50-50. I'm cooking. I'm cleaning. I'm sucking your pain. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if they had a child together, but I know for sure he had children. He put down his sister, his mother, and his children. And she said, why would you even put down your sister? You don't even get along with her. You haven't talked with her in, in years. And he was just like, I don't know. And it wasn't even like his tone was to say, you know what, babe, you're right. I want to make sure you're taken care of. I love you. Let me make sure. Oh, part of it was that he said he knew that if anything happened to him, she would move on to someone else and he didn't want the other ninja to have his money. Y'all, when I tell you, and it's sad, I hope that she takes it for everything that it is and just moves on and is able to. and, And so then this is that scenario why these conversations are so important too. get yourself an insurance agent friend, y'all. I've talked about like how your net worth determines your net worth, your network, your network determines your net worth. You need to have a police officer friend, a lawyer friend, a real estate agent friend, an insurance friend, y'all get you a couple of them because some people specialize in whole policies and some people like I, my side, we focus on whole IUL. Some people focus on term. The only thing, and this is going to be important too, and I'm going to try to repeat this as much as I can in other ones, term policies do not carry a cash value, right? Um, I think sometimes it's unfortunate because people do work off commission. They will lie to you and or say things like, um, try to talk you into into um, into things that they they sell. So you really kind of have to know your stuff. And that's why I think moving forward, I'm going to give you little things that you can write down in your notes, you know, to kind of do your research on and kind of understand it before you go get your appointments. There's nothing wrong with term policies. People, those serve a purpose. But if you want to take advantage of, of the things that I talk about in terms of like being able to take out money from like, let's say your million dollar policy, take out money while you're alive, use it, take it out tax free, no penalties if you put it if you put it back in and it depends on the instrument that you have right um because like i said like there's hundreds of hundreds of thousands of insurance companies one in company alone can have 88 benefits so you you know it's just depends on on the structure if you need to shop around then do that but there's um the ones that i that i have you don't get penalized if you don't pay it back so i can take out a hundred thousand or whatever I need for down payment and or use it for collateral. But um the term policies don't have a cash value. And I what was I trying to say about that? Um it will come back to me. Let me finish playing that, but but there's a reason I, I wanted to say that. And if you probably heard when I pivoted a little bit and I was talking about that, that's why I was um Referring to that, let me finish playing this because I cannot believe it's almost an hour. Let me finish playing this. You need to future proof yourself. Think about the 50 year old you. Think about the 60 year old you. Mm-hmm. In this case, you need to think about the 83 year old you. What would you do? Oh, one more thing, y'all. And, and you hear people say this all the time. Oh, I think I remember what it was I wanted to say. I think that when we think about insurance, we think about when we're past, but you can take these things to your advantage. Get your down payment on your house. Move in, get your lower um, mortgage payment versus paying rent. 
worth every penny. You can take out your money as early as six months, depending on how much your premiums are, but it can be within two to five years you can take out, which I think is still a good policy. You know, it's the difference between you paying two to two to five years of of premiums versus down payment, you know, and still having all the benefits. But the other thing too is, um, I remember when people would tell me when I was younger, get your insurance policy, da 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 And one thing is, it's one thing when people tell you stuff, but if no one's really modeling it or walks you through or holds your hand through it, it doesn't mean anything until you're my whole grown age, right? But one of the things I also like about the whole life policy too is you can go like way, way up in age without having to get the the medical stuff. Um, But it's always going to be cheaper if you can start a policy for your child from nine days after they're born, um, nine years old, in their teens, and have them take it over when they're 18, making sure that when they're 18 that they can, you know, take on the payments and or sometimes, like I said, there are premium protections where if they kind of fumble the bag for a month or two or stuff like that, it will pull the money from the policy and it won't cancel the contract out. And they can still have the living benefits, buy themselves a house, pay for their, their pay for their wedding, pay for their um, college tuition, any other expenses that can come up, right? That's part of the reason it's called infinite banking. It's so much cheaper and affordable the younger you start, you guys. The younger that you start, the the cheaper. The, and again, it goes back to that compounding, right? The longer you wait, the longer out. But at the end of the day, it's still, it's still worth it. <laughs> I think most of the listeners under the sound of my voice, like, I know I have listeners from, I want to say 15 all the way up to like 70. No, no, no. I think it was like 62, right? So let me finish playing this. Do if your husband decided to write you out of his will, like, <laughs> and not tell you. Women need to be smarter and they need to future-proof themselves. Don't get married at 17. It doesn't even make any sense. Why would you do that? Hmm. This woman gave her entire youth to this man and in the end, she... Got- oh, right, yeah, because she was... I think they were married, was it for 66 years? They were married for 66 years. She got married at 17. But again, this is part of their, that culture, right? So got nothing out of it and if the courts had not found this case in her favor she would be left with absolutely nothing y'all when i tell you that got my blood boiling i don't even know what i'm gonna title this yet but you can continue to look out for more of these because there was another um scenario i wanted to go over with you um, that, that can definitely help you. And a lot of the times people just don't know. I, I, I think one of the other scenarios I wanted to go over with you is if you are a beneficiary of a, um, life insurance policy, and this is all on the exam. So I'm not, you know, this is stuff you have to study on the exam. And, um, um, like, let's say you received it, then you could, you could buy a single, um, I think it was like, premium type thing i can see the the i'll get it on the test but i have to remember the term but um you would then convert that policy to where you make one premium payment 
And for the rest of your life, you would get monthly payments. But that's when you take your insurance money that you received from the as a beneficiary and then convert it. Monthly payments for the rest of your life, y'all. And I feel like this is why it's such a game changer for our community. Like I said, I've mentioned before too, in um, the group that we're in, we um, had our first African-American non-immigrant millionaire. It's a black woman and I think her husband is white or he's like really clear. So he's like either ambiguous, he he, he, he comes across more as Caucasian, but um, she's listed as the first um, African-American. And it's like, when you start to learn this type of stuff, a lot of it has to do, unfortunately, because it is her business. You know, people are not gonna, they're gonna feel like, I don't know, we just don't support each other. Mexicans, Hispanic people, Latino culture, a lot of them are like making four, six, four and six and 12 and 15 million, right? From because of their community, they pass the word along. But because of some of the, you know, inner goopity, goopity gop that we have in our community, we don't, we're not going to trust her. You're not going to trust me. I'm going to tell my friends about this and they're not, it's going to go over their heads or not. I already know, you know, but can't say I didn't tell you, right? Whoever needs it will gravitate to the information, you know, and, and, or what you'll do is you get the information from me and then go and ask your white agent to help you out. Do what you need to do, I, you know, but um, definitely protect yourselves. I think there was another, no, I know there's, there's other, um, like so many cool things and little loops and hurdles that you kind of have to, you know, educate yourself on a little bit. And I don't know to which degree you could, because you do have to, you know, like study the material. And like I said, it, you know, depends on your mentor, like if they're hands-on and, one of the things I've noticed the difference between there's a I, I part of the reason me coming back in, I'm glad I'm with whoever I'm under now, because I can notice the difference between this one and the other one. The the one that I'm with now, they want to get the information out. It it commission and that and that matches my personality. Commissions don't matter. I've talked about this before. I get my income from divine source. I'm always provided for. That being said, um, you want to stay tuned because I'm going to talk about how I'm going to turn my car into a multi-million dollar asset, right? But just to kind of help you kind of figure out how you can move and and I'm when I say I'm in the trenches with y'all, I'm in the trenches with y'all too. But, um, and especially considering that a car is a, a, a liability, considered a depreciating asset, but, um, I'm going to work on that for you guys in a, in a next 30 days or so, and then just document my process. I understand that I don't think a lot of family and or friends will really, um, take suit until I'm able to show like bigger numbers. Cause right now I'm living really good. I don't go to work. I don't. And sometimes I I go, I waffle back and forth between going to work. And then sometimes I have to remind myself, I manifested this life. I, in my core of core, and it's so interesting how you, um, what you really resonate with, I feel like does kind of, that's what you have to kind of pay attention to. And I know some people would want something more scientific or 
a little bit more data driven or a little bit more concrete. But in my heart of hearts, I feel like I've manifested. Yes, I worked very hard. I've talked about how I literally was working in a dish room, worked my way up even through education, you know, cafeterias and stuff like that and got promoted to cashier and, and, you know, to work in retail, Victoria's Secret and, and stuff like that and going to school, working two jobs and sometimes three jobs. And, um, and so I appreciate that, but I, I've always been manifesting. I'm, I'm still manifesting that Bentley y'all. And so many things that I want for my niece, right? And for my godkids. And um and manifesting a passive income lifestyle. And I think that I don't don't worry I, I it does bother me because sometimes I wish I could just spit the content out. But even when I think about it, it makes sense why a lot of the stuff I'm in is is private because you have people with not the best intentions, you know. Surprisingly surprisingly, you know, so, but, um, I look forward to doing like even scholarships. Like there's so many young people and this will be definitely an honor, honorarium of my parents who really value education. But for me, my twist would be like the financial literacy part of it is just, I would literally just buy, you know, give people like a 500, um, unit, of Google ads. And in a couple years, they like, yeah, like literally like, I think it's like 24 months, 23 or 24 months, they will have anywhere, depending on how they compound it between two to $5 million, right? That will change their life. And, and, or if I, if I did the math right, I think it's like 29,000 a month after, after 24 months. So it's like, if I see you in school, I'll be like, look, I'm gonna pay for your first Google ad. You just go in there you compound it for the next 24 months. You go in there, you take that investment. And the only thing I would ask is that you sponsor one one more person, right? And you tell them to sponsor someone after they start to make their, you know, some people might choose to start cashing out when it's like 5000 a month, 10000 a month, 15, you know, but if you do it for 24 months, I think it's like 29,000 a month after 24 months. Right. And so it's like, I cannot wait to start just blessing people. Um, and, and I just, I know that part of the time allows me to kind of really dream about what that type of person will look like, you know, the the smile on their face, the joy on their face, you know, um, and and in my little small circles that I'm in, right, um, and when I find a bulletproof way that will protect myself, and and for those of you who want it, then I will share it with you, you know, in a way that doesn't compromise myself or my safety or my well being, then you know, but that's my goal, like. And and I cannot wait to do it for my um my 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 first godson. Oh my god. He's he's so good, y'all. He's so good. Um um and my and my other godkids and just got the ball rolling and and again just spoiling my niece, y'all. She had her track and field and um she did. She's she does the discus, 
Y'all, that was such a fun experience. She won. She was actually doing better than varsity. She was on JV. No one in my family has ever done it. I think my mom might have. I have to go back and check because the phone was uh, like going out of currency or whatever, like connection. But that was so much fun. I'm so proud of her. I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely proud auntie um, when it comes to that. But um, just just being able to, to get her set up to, that is my ace you know, and um, looking forward to just spreading the wealth of information. And um, that that's what I was, that's what I was brought here for, right? So no need for me to feel guilty about working or not. All right, y'all, let me get to drinking this tea. I'm sure it's pretty cold by now. Love you. Bye.